Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 64 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and we are now just about a week removed from our cruise on the Disney Magic out of Miami, and oh, what a week it has been. (laughs) More on that in a second. I was hoping to do a a trip log for this week's episode, but we just got so busy this week. We had so much going on um, and didn't have a chance to sit down and record it. I have posted written recaps um, over on our Facebook page, so be sure to go check those out. Um, I have not yet posted day two, um, so it's kind of an incomplete trip log for now. Day two, of course, was our Marvel Day at Sea. I I didn't want to post too many spoilers about that before we did our Marvel Day at Sea review, so so that one will come a little bit later. But uh, let's just say we absolutely loved it. We uh, uh, really enjoyed our cruise, really loved the Marvel Day at Sea, so can't wait to, uh, to tell you all about that. Um, so anyway, we will have our trip log for you on our next episode release. Um, as for the news this week, it's pretty much been dominated by, uh, by of course, the coronavirus. Uh, as a result, Disney Cruise Line came out with a, a pretty major response on Friday. We had already been hearing about restricting passengers who had recently traveled to affected areas and some ports of call not allowing certain passengers ashore. Um, But on Friday, Disney Cruise Line announced additional pre-cruise screening measures. Um, Beginning immediately, all guests and crew members would have their temperatures checked by a nurse with no-touch thermometers prior to boarding. Anyone with a temperature above 100.4 would not be able to sail, and um, and that would include the rest of their travel party as well. Um, I I heard today on or or yesterday I can't remember when exactly it was um, on Twitter from someone who set sail on the westbound Panama Canal cruise that the uh, new temperature check process was uh, was pretty quick and, and took place right before boarding. The uh, the cruise line is also taking extra steps to prevent the spread of illness on board um, through crew member training and extensive cleaning and sanitation efforts. So they're really working hard to um, you know to make sure that all the passengers are safe and kept healthy. Also announced on Friday was a temporary change to um, to the cancellation policy. So guests booked on European sailings on the Magic through July 25th departure can change their reservation up until the day before embarkation and receive a 100% cruise credit to be used for a future sailing within 15 months of their original sail date. So they're not doing refunds. Um, those uh, those credits are non-refundable, but they, they are letting you reschedule your cruise 
Cruise. Alternatively, guests uh, currently booked on the July 13th, July 18th, and July 25th European sailings uh, can delay their final payment um, until 30 days prior to sailing. For the other sailings on the, the Disney Magic through May 8th um, and the and through May 31st for all uh, the other three ships, guests can change their reservation up until the day before embarkation day and receive a 100% cruise credit to be used for a future sailing within 12 months um, of their original sale date. So, uh, R- Disney's really, uh, you know, trying to put its guests and, uh, future cruisers at ease, um, and allowing them, um, some flexibility with their, um, with their travel plans, which I think is a, you know, a great move by them. Um, these updates of course may continue to evolve as new information becomes available. Uh, but it's, it's pretty clear that Disney Cruise Line is, is greatly concerned about the health of its guests and is trying to um, provide as much flexibility as possible. Um, I will continue to pro- provide updates uh, both here and on my social media pages as they come, so um, keep your eye out for those. Uh, it's uh, kind of an evolving thing right now, so it's you know changing kind of on the fly. Um, and uh, I'll try to keep you updated as best I can. And with that, I will now try to transition into my show topic for this week. Uh, I was talking with my wife uh, to figure out if I should hold the release of a new episode this week, given um, given the news that just broke. It feels sort of ironic that I've been planning for weeks to talk uh, this week about saving money on your Disney cruise. Um, and if you looked right now, there are, are more discounted rates available over the next uh, few months than I have ever seen before. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny how things work out sometimes. Um, eventually, this will pass, and and this will once again be a, a very relevant topic. So, um, I figured I'd I'd go ahead and push forward with uh, with the new episode. As you all are probably aware, Disney Cruise Line released its new itineraries for the summer of 2021 a couple weeks ago, and if you happen to price any of them uh, on opening day or even since then, you might have you might have noticed that shocking the the prices continue to rise. Um, of course, this is actually uh, excuse me, it actually comes as a, a surprise to no one because the cost of a Disney cruise has only been going up, and um, they're far more expensive than they were 10 years ago. Uh, with that in mind, I figured it's never a bad idea to talk about ways to save money, uh, so I wanted to do an episode about some money-saving tips with Disney Cruise Line. Uh, as I was doing some research for the show, I stumbled upon a couple great articles from the Disney Cruise Mom blog about this very topic. Uh, you can find the blog at DisneyCruiseMomBlog.com. Uh, I reached out to the to to the blog's author, whose name is Diana, and I have invited her on the show to talk with me about ways to save money booking your Disney cruise, and also ways to save money while you are on your Disney cruise. Um, I'm very excited to have this conversation and to learn more about her blog and her Disney cruise experience. So, hi, Diana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate uh, you taking the time. So why don't we just start off, uh, have you tell us a little bit about your travel experiences with Disney Cruise Line. So, you know, um, the cruises you've taken, who you travel with, how many you've been on, things like that. Okay. Well, um, we started taking Disney Cruises in 2013, was our very first Disney Cruise. And we had been to the parks a year prior And while we had a great time and it was, 
really fun. It was also exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> um, our kids, our kids were pretty young at the time, maybe like two, five and seven. Okay. And so we had a great time. It was a great trip, but we came home and I thought, I don't know if I want to do that again, <laughs> but we really loved Disney. Yeah. So I started researching cruises. Yeah. And a year later we went on our very first one and we quickly fell in love yeah. and we've been going on them ever since as a family. Um, and so my husband and I have taken a few without the kids, oh, but nice. most of the time, right. Most of the time it's all of us. And, um, I think we are now, I think my husband and I have now been on 13 and my kids have been on 11. Oh, great. Awesome. So yeah, we average one to two a year. Uh, we've done some back to backs and that's how our numbers gotten kind of high. Yeah. Um, and it's just our preferred method of vacation. We do other stuff too, but sure. we always just come back to that because we just love doing it. And yeah. it's just something that we look forward to and we enjoy. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. <laughs> Trust me. I, uh, I feel the same way. It, it's funny. You mentioned the, uh, you know, the craziness of the, of a park visit. This, I actually tell, um, my friends and people that I talk with, they all, you know, they say, um, you know, what's the difference between a Disney cruise and, uh, and, a, a you know, a week at, at the parks and that's what I, that's exactly what I tell them. I mean, when you're when you're visiting the parks, it's go go go. It's very busy. You're on your feet a lot. Um, it's very exhausting. Whereas the cruises are um, pretty much quite the opposite. They're very relaxing. So um, I I feel the same way. So what uh, you know? Where have you cruised? And and I guess what what has your favorite itinerary been? Well, we've done um, all of the Caribbean and Bahamas itineraries. That's kind of what we started with. Yep. And, and then we started branching out. I wanted to try new stuff. And so we've done a Panama Canal cruise. Oh, nice. We've done a back-to-back California coast with Alaska. And we have awesome. done a, we've done a back-to-back out of New York City just this past fall. We did Bermuda followed by a Maine in Canada itinerary. Um, and I, don't, I guess if I had to pick a favorite, I would probably pick... I would probably pick the Panama Canal, mm. um, mostly because it was just, it's so long, you know, it's 14 nights yeah, right. and you have so many sea days, which we love sea days. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that one would, and you, they do special, you know, activities and shows and things that you don't get to see on the shorter cruises. So that, that would be my favorite. That's, uh, that's definitely on the top of, uh, the list for my wife and I, we, we definitely want to do that. It unfortunately doesn't work well with, um, you know, with the school schedules, uh, it does you know. not. <laughs> so that, and we'll touch on that later. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of, yeah, exactly. A little bit of a challenge there, but uh, definitely uh, high on our list. Um, and what did you, how did you like the Bermuda cruise? That's another one that my wife and I, or actually my wife really wants to do. Yeah, I would recommend that one. We had never been to Bermuda. Yeah. Uh, it is a very, it's beautiful. It's a pretty island. It's a very wealthy island. So things are expensive there, but. At the same time, everything's very clean and well-maintained. The ship actually ports overnight. Right. That was our first overnight port, I believe, that we had ever done. And so we had two days there. And I would I don't often say I want to repeat a port, but that one I came away saying I, I would love to go back and spend another day or two there on the island. Cool. So 
Nice. Um, and sailing out of New York City is amazing. Yeah, I we it's very it's it's super easy and super convenient, especially for us. It's easy just to drive down there and uh, yeah, you know, hop yeah. on a ship. Yeah, it was great. And you know, the port there is is pretty uh, uh, pretty easy to 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 you know to navigate and go in and out of. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and sailing out past the skyline oh, and past so cool. the Statue of Liberty yeah. is, is just really neat. Such a cool experience, absolutely. So mm-hmm. um, you mentioned cruising with your kids. What are some uh, uh, of your favorite things about cruising with Disney? Well, I like that there's not a ton of planning involved. You know, when you go to the parks, yes. you have to, well, you don't have to, but most people <laughs> plan. It's a, it's a six month, it's a, it's a six month minimum yeah. uh, planning requirement. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I do enjoy vacation planning but yeah. i don't want to have to do a ton of it and especially six months in advance yeah. um you know you really just have to research what you want to do in a port um everything else you just kind of show up and so there's just a more relaxing pace and the preparation's more relaxing and i also like that we can split up pretty easy you know on board yeah now that my kids are older mm-hmm they can go off and do their own thing and my husband and I can go off and do our own thing and then we can meet up when we want to and it's just all very easy to do um you know as a family Mm -hmm. you don't always necessarily want to do everyone doesn't always want to do the same thing yeah right so so I like that we can split up um and I love the service of course everyone loves the Disney service definitely you know who doesn't want to feel waited on hand and foot (laughs) for a week yeah yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah and and how old are your kids now they are 10 13 and 15 okay great yeah so probably a little bit different experience now than uh you know than in 2013 when you first started yeah yeah yes our youngest was only three and so she was still having to nap which it's convenient when your kids need to nap you can just walk back to the room it's a lot easier than if you're at the parks and you have to go back to the hotel yeah um but yes they've they've yeah transitioned from needing naps and constant supervision to now they can go off and do some things on their own. Sure. So. Yeah. And do your, do your older ones still enjoy, um, you know, the teen spaces or do they kind of, uh, avoid those? Well, I feel bad saying this, but honestly, they, they've never loved them. Yeah. Um, even as kids, I know some, most kids, love the ocean years club and lab mm. so i don't mean to scare anyone off but <laughs> well, you're, you're you're in you know you're in safe uh safe territory here because my my son does not like the the ocean oh, club either so <laughs> yeah, okay, i get I it seem like kids disliked it yeah but they tolerated it when we wanted them to go sure and i'm sure they had a decent time in there i don't think they were you know unhappy to be in there but they didn't ask to go and they didn't love it um so they would much rather be, instead of in the teen club, they would much rather just be going around and doing a trivia session or doing a craft that's session cool. yeah. or yeah. doing the other onboard activities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great, I, that, that, you know, that they can find other things to do. Um, I think that really speaks a lot to, um, you know, Disney being able to kind of uh, plan things for every demographic, even if it's not in the in the kids' club. So um, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I agree. Um, yeah. So why don't uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your blog? When did you start it, and you know what made you decide to do it? Well, I started it in 2015, so I think in April will be five years. And after we had been on three or four cruises, 
um, like I said, I'm a planner, I'm a researcher. So I did a ton of online research before, especially before our first cruise, but even some after that. And I realized, you know, friends and family were coming to me with questions about Disney cruising. And, um, I realized that I had learned, you know, through all my research and through being on, on cruises, I'd learned so much that I felt like I could share it with people. Um, I know when I was doing online research, there was a lot of, you know, several topics that maybe I couldn't find out exactly what I needed to find out. And so I thought, well, why don't I just start a blog where I can put everything that I've learned and all my experiences so that other people who are researching for their trips can, you know, maybe find answers to their questions and help prepare them for their Disney cruise. That's great. So that's, that's, yeah, that's, I just felt like I wanted to share what I had learned. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And, and and you and you've enjoyed doing it? Oh yeah. I mean it's it's a hobby. Sure. Um I I homeschool my three kids. So I'm pretty busy. But when I do have time, yeah, it's a good it's a good escape and I like I enjoy, you know, especially writing trip reports when we come back from a cruise yeah, and I'll, yeah, I'll that's write fun. it for a recap. Yeah, and yeah it's, it's it's a good way to get to relive it and then I can go back and read it. Exactly. It's good for remember- you too, yep. Yeah, it's a good record and moment, yeah. so I can go back and read it and remember things that I had forgotten or whatnot. So, yeah, nice. I definitely enjoy it. Well, there's uh, definitely a lot of great information on there. You know, it's a great resource if you're um, if you're planning your cruise, you know, first cruise, or even if you're a, uh, an experienced cruiser. So, um, once again, go check out uh, Diana's blog, DisneyCruiseMomBlog.com. Uh, there's lots of great stuff on there. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, we, uh, I, or I guess I, I stumbled on two articles that you, um, that you had written on there that, uh, that I really liked and, and wanted to talk about, uh, on this show. So we're going to talk about money saving tips, uh, with Disney Cruise Line. So, um, I first, uh, want to talk about saving money on the cost of your cruise. So, um, there's a, there's a, I forget what the actual name of your article is, um, and I apologize for that, but you know these okay. these are all these are all in uh, in Diana's article, and and uh, they were. It's funny because I I was um, kind of making keeping a list uh, myself, and yours had all all of the ones that were on my list, uh, and even mm-hmm. a couple more. So um, I figured I you know we'll kind of go through each one that's in here, and I'll let you kind of speak to it, and if I have anything to add, we'll uh, we'll do that. So. Um, okay. once again, this is ways to save money on the cost of your cruise. So, uh, on booking your cruise. So the first one that you have is, uh, book early or book as soon as you can. Yes. Yeah, so, um, a lot of the itineraries will increase in price over time. Now I don't know exactly the formula that they use right. to determine their price increases, but it tends to be the more popular sailings will increase uh, in price more quickly. Uh-huh. So like unique itineraries or new itineraries or holidays, you know, those prices can go up pretty dramatically over the course of weeks or months. So if you really, really want the lowest price, it's smartest if you can to book on opening day. And some some itineraries I've watched, they never go up. Yeah, yeah. Usually the ones that are offered year-round or close to it, um, especially off-peak off times. But, yes, if you, want, if you want to be guaranteed the lowest price, 
then the earlier the better. Yep, I I agree. And and like you said, it's you know they pretty much the. Uh, opening day is going to be the cheapest that they're going to be, like you said, and then it, it's really only going to go up from there. Like you said, they may um, they may stay the same, but uh, I I can't even recall ever seeing them go down, um, except for uh, you know the the rates with restrictions, which uh, which we'll get into. Um, right. So uh, number two on, I actually think I did them out of order from uh, your article, but uh, number two on <laughs> my list uh, is uh, is is uh, I I very much appreciate because uh, my wife and I are, are travel agents ourselves. So uh, number two is use a travel agent that gives onboard credit. Yes, I have done this. I believe with every single cruise we've ever taken. Um, I just think it's. It's silly to pass up free money, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, with all the other additional benefits a travel agent can bring you, um, it's great to show up on the ship and have money in that onboard account already. So that is something that we always do. Yeah, yeah. And why don't you, uh, you know, mention some of the things that you can use that onboard credit for? Okay, you can use it on um, gratuities, on your, your tips. Those will be charged to your onboard account. Uh, you can also use them uh, for port adventures that you book through DCL. Um, the shops on board. Um, let's see, any of the things on board that are extra fees. So, yeah, any of the extra act- the activities that are extra fees, or the dining or beverages that are extra fees. Those mm-hmm. all get charged to your onboard account. So, if you have that money in your onboard account, they can go. It can go to cover those things. Yep. Yep, exactly. I, I usually just say whatever you spend on board, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, that onboard credit can go toward offsetting the cost of that stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. and exactly what you mentioned before, I always, I always uh, tell people, even if you don't uh, use us as a travel agent, find a travel agent that gives onboard credit because um, you're, you know, you're going to pay the same whether you book directly through Disney or if you book with a travel agent. So, uh, right. might as well might as well get some free uh free money out of it so definitely uh right. definitely a great tip there um number three is cruise off season yes so this doesn't work for everyone um if you have kids who are in school this one can be tricky but if you have kids who are not in school yet or you cruise without your kids or you homeschool like we do then you can save a lot of money mm-hmm. by cruising off season, meaning when kids are in school, when most kids are in school. Right, exactly. So I would say from mid August through late May, with the exception of the holidays. Disney yep. knows when those kids are out for <laughs> holiday break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the prices jump dramatically for those weeks, yep. which is basically Thanksgiving, Christmas. And then there's a week in February that a lot of kids have off. Is it the week of President's Day, I believe? Yep, yep. Uh, The prices jump that week. So um, if you can, you can save a lot of money by cruising off-season, which is what we've always done. We would not be able to go on nearly as many cruises as we do if we didn't homeschool and we were not able to cruise off-season. Absolutely, yep. Uh, And... Um, to your point, you know, pretty much every holiday is going to command a, a serious premium. The summers are, are typically the most expensive time, um, to cruise, right. uh, cause that's when the kids are out of school. Um, in our experience, the, you know, the least expensive times of year to cruise are January, 
early February, early May, and then, you know, late September. October is a pretty good month, and then early November and early December are, are a pretty good times. So um, those are yeah. sort of your, your off-peak times. So, yeah, like you said, if you are able to cruise during those uh, those periods, um, you know, you, you'll save a pretty good amount of money by, by being able to do that. So um, great tip, cruise off-season uh, if you can. Uh, number four, use a Disney Visa rewards card. Yeah, so um, we've had ours forever since we started cruising, and you basically earn Disney dollars, which is pretty much the same thing as a Disney gift card. Uh-huh. Um, if you get the the free version, it's, I think, 1%. Is it 1%? I think that's right, yep. Yep, on all your purchases. On everything, yep. Yep, and then if you get the the level where you have an annual fee, then you get 2% on certain things mm-hmm. and any Disney purchase, maybe gas, groceries, restaurants. Yep. I think that's right. Uh, things like that. So in our case, we travel so much that it's worth it for us. Even with the annual fee, we still earn more Disney reward dollars than we pay for the annual fee. Sure. So we do that. And then, um, it works like a Disney gift card. You can load them onto your rewards card and you can use it to either pay for, a portion of your cruise or you can apply it when you get on the ship to your onboard account, just like you would a Disney gift card. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we always do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a great tip. Another thing, another nice thing about Disney, uh, the visa rewards cards that, um, some people don't understand is there are, there's special financing for, uh, for cruises or excuse me for Disney vacations. Um, I think, yes, I think you get six months, no interest. That's exactly on, what it is. Yep. So you can book yeah. a cruise um, with Disney. I mean, you can even do a Disney, you know, Disney World vacation, uh, and you actually have six months to to pay that off with no interest. So you know, if if it's um, one of the nice things about cruising with Disney is you you're able to kind of make payments leading up to the cruise. But if you you know book with the rewards card, you ha- you have you know six months uh, to pay that too. So um, that's something that you know can help can be helpful mm-hmm. uh if uh, if you want it to be so um another perk yep. for the rewards card and i think i just remembered even one more perk um i think if you have your disney visa as your um card on file for your onboard account yes yes you, you get a discount in the gift shop you do. i want to say maybe 10 percent. yep i believe it's 10 percent, and which is you know uh yep 10 percent, which is the same as you know gold or platinum um uh, discounts and also for, uh, Disney vacation club members. So yeah, if you're, right. uh, you know, if you're a, a silver castaway club member or a first time cruiser or whatever, um, and you have a Disney rewards card, you can definitely, uh, uh, use that to, to save some money while on your cruise. Right. Uh, next, how about, uh, book rates with restrictions? What, what do you mean by that? So if a cruise is not full, um, you know, in the in a couple months, leading up to it, Disney will release what is pretty much their only sale rate. Yep. And it is, um, I guess it's technically called, uh, actually, I'm not even sure. I, I know it by the abbreviation, IGT, <laughs> yep. OGT, and the VGT. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the I means interior room, the O means ocean view room, and the V means veranda room. And it will be a discounted rate. 
but there are some restrictions and I didn't write them down. So I'm not probably going to remember all of them, but the main restriction is that you have to pay in full when you book and there are no refunds um, or cancellations or changes, really. They don't let you make any changes to the reservation. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you as a travel agent can probably fill in the rest of the <laughs> I mean, those, those, are the, those are the big ones. Uh, you know, it's, it, it basically locks you into that cruise. Um, you also can't pick your room. Um, so, you know, Disney, right. Disney will assign your room, um, you know, at a date closer to your sailing. So if you have a, a particular, um, area on the ship that you want to sail, or if you have a particular stateroom that you want, you would not be able to book, uh, you would not be able to choose those with, uh, with these rates, but, um, you know, they, they typically do allow you to save a pretty good amount of money. Um, so, and, and, yeah. and the only other, well, one of the other restrictions that comes to, you know, comes to mind is you can't make modifications to the reservation. So if you have someone who for some reason can't, um, sail with you, you wouldn't be able to remove them from your reservation. Once, you know, once you book it, it's, you know, you have to pay it in full and it's pretty much locked in at that point. Yeah. Another thing I want to add is that as a family of five, these actually aren't, they don't really work well for a family of five because with the VG, well, first of all, on, on the ships, so there's they are they do have rooms that sleep five on the ship, mm-hmm. but but not every veranda room sleeps five, and not every ocean view room on the the fantasy or dream sleeps five, and because they don't choose your room till later, they don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe they let you put five people on an, a reservation in a single room with these sale rates. Because they don't know that they're going to be able to provide you with a room for five. So we would have to book two rooms, which may or may not be near each other. Exactly. And actually, that leads us right into the next point, which is uh, book two rooms. Yeah. So when we were little, we would book one room. When our, I mean, when we were little, when my kids were little, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would just book one room. But now that they're getting older, we have started to strongly prefer to book two rooms uh-huh. um, for several reasons. Uh, the extra space is great. The extra bathroom, the extra TV. Um, but also, believe it or not, I would say probably 80% of the time it's cheaper for us as a family of five to book two interior rooms than it is to put us all in one of the rooms that sleep five, yep. which on the Magic and Wonder are veranda rooms. Exactly. So that's why yeah, the family, they're, the they're family veranda. Rooms. Yep. Now, they, they do have ocean views at Sleep 5 on the Fantasy and Dream. And I think that's more of an even match. I think that usually is more in line price-wise with sure. getting two interior rooms. But um, we prefer this to sail on the Magic and the Wonder. And on those ships, it is almost always cheaper for us to get two interior rooms. Yep, yep. Now, we're okay without a veranda. I know some people are veranda people. We are not. We spend very little time in the room. It would be wasted on us. So mm-hmm. we're okay booking interior rooms. Yep. So that's been our latest preference is getting the two connecting interior rooms. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And like you said, especially if you're, I mean, I'm, our family is of the mindset of, you know, just get us on the ship. You know, we don't really, we're not too picky about the stateroom. Um, Obviously, we love, exactly, place to sleep, um, you know, bathroom to use, but uh, yeah, get us on the ship. The verandas are great. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love 
um, sailing in staterooms with verandas. But, um, you know, in order to keep it more economical, the, the inside staterooms are, are just fine for us. So, um, so that's, I agree. A, that's a great tip. Um, so, uh, two more for this category. So next one I have is buy discounted Disney gift cards. Yeah, so I've never personally done this, but yeah, I, I know a either. lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people swear by this. Uh, I um, see it all the time. Yep, I do too. So uh, I know there's a few stores um, that sell discounted Disney gift cards. I know Sam's Club mm-hmm. and BJ's. Yep, are are two of them, and um, I looked it up just yesterday. So you can basically save about four percent. So, like BJ's sells a five hundred dollar Disney gift card for four seventy nine ninety nine. So, if you know if you're booking an expensive cruise, that can add up. Sure. Um, but you do have, I guess, the thing that's always kind of held me back is because if we did, for whatever reason, have to cancel, then I'm going to have all these thousands of dollars of <laughs> Disney gift cards, right. and <laughs> I would just rather have my cash back. <laughs> yeah. um, that's true. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, and then also Target is another store. Yes. I guess if you have the Target red card, you get 5% off of all your purchases, yep. purchases which, which include Disney, Disney gift cards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. So um, that is something that a lot of people do, um, which, you know, like I said, it can add up. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like you said, I, we've never done this. Uh, we've never done this, but you see people on the on the Facebook groups all the time. Uh, in your cruise mm-hmm. groups, talking about their their discounted Disney gift card. So, um, you yeah, know. Now I do have a tip. I do have a tip. Oh, if great! You, if you happen to have a lot of Disney gift cards, you can consolidate them. Yes. So that you don't have to keep up with so many, and you don't have to enter so many numbers, um, or your travel agent doesn't. Um, so if you go to DisneyGiftCard.com and click on Manage Cards, it allows you if you have ten. $50 gift cards. You can come on all into one card. Yep. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's super helpful for, uh, for the travel agents. I'll, yeah, I'll tell sure. you, uh, I'll tell you from experience. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's great. And, and if you do, you, if you do book, uh, anything with a Disney gift card, make sure you hang on to that because if, in the event that you cancel, it goes back on the gift card that, uh, that you paid with. So you don't yeah, want to, you don't want to throw those away. I want to mention one thing. You need to keep those cards. I would keep them for a year because I just got a refund on my credit card last week for port fees from our cruise last September. Oh, wow. So, right. I guess the port fees had gone down. Yeah. Like when you book the cruise, they're estimating the port yeah, fees. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But if in reality, when the day comes, they're less, they will refund that to whatever method of payment you use. And it took, it took, what is that, six months? So keep those cards because, and it wasn't an insignificant amount. It was over $100. Oh, wow, that yeah. We were re, that we were refunded six months after the cruise. Yeah, definitely not insignificant. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've not, I mean, I've heard of the port fees going down, obviously, but I've, you know, I've not heard of uh, being reimbursed months later. So um, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, so last one here is, uh, is rebook while you were on board. Right. So um, anytime you're on a Disney cruise, you have the opportunity to go to the future cruise sales desk and book a future cruise. And um, there are several benefits to that. 
the biggest one being it's a 10% discount. Mm-hmm. So except for concierge rooms, that does not, the 10% discount does not apply to concierge, but it applies to every other room. And you also get a 10% deposit instead of a 20%. And they used to give an onboard credit, but they just stopped that about six months ago. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and there's some, there's some requirements. I think you have to cruise. Well, first of all, you don't have to pick a specific cruise date if you don't want to. You can. But if not, you can do what's called a placeholder. Yep. Which is a reservation that's not attached to a specific sailing that you can transfer when you do decide to a specific sailing. And I believe you have to start your cruise within 24 months of the day that you made mm-hmm. the onboard booking. Yep. That's right. Yep. So yeah, but that, I mean, 10%, that's the biggest discount you're going to get. Oh, for anywhere, sure. Really. Yep, definitely. And, so, uh, you know, and like you said, if, if you don't know what your future plans are going to look like, you can always get that placeholder. That placeholder um, is going to cost you $250. And if you decide, you know, in um, to, in one year and 11 months that you don't want to use that, they will refund, um, you know, the cost of that back to, um, you know, the card that you booked it on. So pretty... Yeah, uh, so if you're not sure, yeah. if you're not sure, you should go ahead and do it because you can always get your money back. Exactly. It's pretty It's pretty low risk. And, and the only other thing I want to mention is um, that, you know, that t- uh, discounted deposit only applies for cruises seven nights and longer. So you would still right. have to do the yeah. 20% um, deposit uh, on a future cruise that you book for a cruise that was shorter than that, but you would still get the 10% discount. Yes. Uh, and also I just looked this up yesterday. I learned this yesterday. Um, the concierge rooms do not get the 10% off, but they still get the onboard credit. That's what I read. Oh, online. really? So oh, that's what I read. I okay. can't personally verify that. <laughs> okay. I'll have to look into that. I, I, uh, I was, I didn't know that either. So cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah. maybe you can get back with us on that there one. There you go. That's, I, I will definitely do that. So, uh, there you have it. That was what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ways to save money on the cost of your cruise. Um, which uh, can definitely save you a lot of money if you if you know if you use any of those tips. So let's get into how to save money while you're on your cruise. So there's a, a few that uh, um, or several that you had in yours. I had a couple extra ideas. So let's go through these. Um, the first one that you had was upgrade at the port. Yes. Yeah, so um, if your sailing or your ship is not full, then at the port you will have the opportunity to upgrade your room to a more expensive stateroom. Um, the prices are going to be cheaper than what you would pay um, if you upgraded before the cruise. Now, no one knows exactly how they come up with the price. So you're, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to know before you get to the port. Right, right. <laughs> but they have this secret chart which shows the stateroom level that you reserved and that you paid for and then the level that you want to upgrade to and it gives you just a flat rate now if you want to do this then you need to check in like normal at the counter like you normally would check in for your cruise and then all the way down it's in port canaveral it's all the way down on the right Mm -hmm. but there'll be a supervisor's desk and if you can't find it just ask you know someone will point you towards it and you go to the supervisor's desk, and that's where the person will be who can tell you what upgrades are available and what the price would be. And, yeah, apparently you can save, you know, 50 to 75% possibly over what it would cost you to upgrade before the cruise. Mm. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I've never personally done it. Oh, I was about I to ask you, yeah. 
Yeah, I've never done it. I have stood in the line a few times just um, out of curiosity, really. Sure. I really never intended to do it, but <laughs> I was always I like just it. curious, like, what would the price be? So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, that's I great. Have, I have inquired a few times, okay. but I've never been tempted yeah, to actually do I, it. I've always... I've always wanted to do it or I like the, I, I like the idea of it. Um, you know, but usually by the time I get to the port, I'm kind of like, well, all right, I, I already can, uh, you know, see the, see the dollar signs getting away from me. I know. Cause you know, just know. going on the that's cruise, I spend way too much money. But. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing about what, you, what you're getting ready to spend. Exactly. That's now, exactly. I will add that, um, booking two staterooms like we do puts you at a pretty big disadvantage for sure. the port upgrade. Definitely. Because, yeah. Like, let's say we book two 10C staterooms, five people in two 10Cs. Well, we're going to be given the same upgrade price as two people in one mm, 10C. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they right. obviously paid a lot less than the five of us paid. Yeah, definitely. Yet we have the same upgrade price. So yeah, that's a great point. For us, it's not a great deal when you have two sure. staterooms to, yep. to do yep, that. Definitely. And the other thing, yeah. too, I, you know, I would mention, one of the, if, you, if you're thinking about upgrading to concierge at the port, you know, yes, it may be um, a little bit less expensive, but you pretty much lose all the benefits of, you know, of booking concierge. And that's that early, um, early online booking, um, you know, obviously the cabana, right. access to the cabana. So I, to me, right. upgrading to concierge at the port, uh, I, I mean, I... I suppose I could see the benefits, but um, really the, the 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 benefits to booking concierge are 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 you know 120 days before your 120 plus days before your cruise. So uh, right, and also don't think that the upgrade rates are still are going to be cheap because they're still exactly. not going to be. Oh, exactly. That's a great. <laughs> like I've like <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've laughed out loud a few times. Yeah. I think when yeah. I inquired about <laughs> upgrading to concierge. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Awesome. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, the next one you have on here is the Cove Cafe Fanatic card. This is one that's uh, near and dear to me because I think the uh, free coffee on board is um, pretty bad. Let's just yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say repulsive, <laughs> but uh, let's just go with pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. So if you're a big coffee drinker and you don't like the the free stuff that they provide. Um, you can go to the Cove Cafe and get specialty copies, but they're an extra fee. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to be going a lot, you need to get one of their, basically their rewards cards. Um, I think it's if you buy free, you get one free. Is that it? Buy five? It's five. five. Yeah, it's five. Yep. Buy five and you get one free. Yep. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. No, that's okay. So if you buy five, you get one free. Yep. Um, so if you're going to be buying a lot or if there's two or three of you who are going to be buying them, that, you know, that, that can lead to some decent savings. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, you pick that up in the Cove Cafe. I've heard mixed reports about whether they you you can reuse the same card from cruise to cruise. <laughs> so have I. I I and I still don't know the definitive answer on that. <laughs> I I don't either. I honestly it I might think depend it who you get. Working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's worth a try. So yeah. if you oh, get to one, totally. Save it for your next cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? We were we just got off a cruise um, with some friends of ours, and uh, he had his uh, Cove Cafe fanatic card that he got kind of late in the cruise. Um, and we were getting off the next day, and he's like, "I still got to visit the Cove Cafe three more times so I can get my free coffee." And I, and I was like, "Well, 
Or you could just not buy those three more and only buy one more, and it'll be like you got a free one because you're not paying for the, you know, those other two. So right. it's kind of right. like a, a, you know, a, a play, you know, mind tricks because you feel like you have to fill up this card so you can uh, you can get your free one. So exactly, um, but you still end up spending more <laughs> yeah, exactly. than you would have, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and similar to that, uh, there are snacks at the, you know, at the cafes. Yes. Yeah, so there'll in the Cove Cafe, um, and also the the Fantasy and Dream have another specialty coffee area by the atrium called the Vista Cafe. Uh-huh. They have these like glass display cases with um, usually pastries. Sometimes they'll put more savory things in there at different times of the day. But I, a lot of people just assume that since all the drinks there are an extra charge, that the snacks there are mm-hmm. also an extra charge. But they're not. Yep, <laughs> they exactly. are complimentary. Yeah, yeah. So anyone can walk in and grab a few goodies out of the case uh, at no extra charge. Yep. Yep. That's a good, I, I agree that it's not, you know, it's not labeled, it's not well labeled and, and no, unless not. you ask, you know, you, you mm-hmm. wouldn't, you wouldn't really notice uh, if you didn't already know. So um, that's a right. great tip. Uh, how about next drink of the day? So every day there will be, uh, two drinks of the day, I believe, one alcoholic and one non-alcoholic. And it'll be listed in the Navigator. And they're basically just discounted drinks. I don't recall the exact price. I want to say maybe like four fifty. Yeah, I don't remember the exact price myself. Yeah, Somewhere yeah. around $5 yeah. for a drink that might normally be 8 or 9 uh-huh. um, And it changes daily. Yep. So um, that is a way to get some discounted beverages on board. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's so let's... Let's kind of stick with that theme. Um, one of your uh, your uh, I don't think, labels is BYOB. So Disney is one of the few cruise lines, I believe, that allows people to bring on um, alcoholic beverages, well, specifically beer and wine, um, onto the ship. So they used to, in the old days, it was, literally unlimited right you could exactly. bring you could bring whatever, whatever you wanted, yeah. beer, wine yeah. liquor even. <laughs> yeah um and then i want to say it changed i don't know maybe in 2015 it, or so yeah, a few years ago i think they, i think you're right i think it was yeah. 2015 yeah they um changed the rules to where it is only beer and wine now and the exact uh limitation is that each guest 21 ages and over may bring two bottles of unopened wine or champagne or six unopened beers. That's right. Um, at, at any port of call. So when you're boarding the ship yep. initially, and then if you want to purchase some at a port of call, then it, it would be the same rules would apply uh, to bring it on board at that time as well. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, and then once, you know, keeping with the theme, you can also buy a beer mug on board that will uh, – help you save some money. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? I've never personally done it, but... Um, I have not either. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen people with them, yeah, and I've yep. looked up the prices, and I believe what the deal is is that you can buy the beer mug for, I I think the latest price that I saw was $15, and it's a 22-ounce mug, but they will fill it for the price of a 16-ounce beer. Yep, Exactly. So, yeah, so that that's a discount, and you don't have to carry the mug around. They will give you a token, if, you know, if you don't want to carry your mug around. Um, but if you're a big beer drinker, I guess that can add up. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, 
you know, you, you save on that, what is it, uh, six ounces uh, of beer. So, um, yeah, every yeah. time, uh, you know, let, every little bit helps, right? <clears throat> it does. It all adds up. It, for sure. Um, so the next one on your list, I, I'm actually convinced this is a hoax and, and that, uh, you know, the free 50 megabyte, uh, megabytes of internet, you know, they just automatically drain it, even if you're not even using it, even on the first day. Have you had that problem? Yeah. Have you had that problem? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So why don't you talk about the free 50 megabytes of internet? Okay. So basically in an effort to encourage you to purchase their packages, <laughs> which are they, ridiculous. They, yes. They provide each stateroom. If you sign up on the first day of your cruise, I guess you have until midnight, the day you board to sign up for 50 megabytes of free internet per stateroom. So when we have two rooms, I do it for each room and I end up getting a hundred. Um, now this allows me usually the hundred megabytes, typically allows me to check email maybe two or three times a day oh, or okay. probably for like a seven night cruise. Yeah. Like that's usually sufficient. But that being said, you have to have certain settings on your phone turned off. Exactly. Yep. Because if you have any sort of automatic upload or cloud or, you know, downloads or anything like that, or if you forget to log out, mm-hmm. yes, um, it'll, it'll use that 15, 50 megabytes, in seconds. Pretty much, yeah. Now, yeah. There's, um, there is a desk on each of the ships that's like a help desk for their internet, and there will be a piece of paper, just usually they just have them sitting out on the counter, with all the things you should do for your with your phone settings. Like, turn this off, turn that off. Exactly, and, and they're, specific, will... they're specific to the type of phone you have. So they have, you know, yeah. tips for iOS devices, and they also have tips for Android devices, too. Yes, and yeah. there's um, about half the time there's a person sitting there who can actually help you in person. Um, so yeah, just be very careful that before you start using your 50 free megabytes that you have gone through that list and that you've changed all those settings on your phone. Now I will say that the person that I've always encountered working at the desk is usually very friendly. And if you kind of, if, if you have some sort of mishap and you don't know what happened, they're usually pretty nice about it and might even give you some of your megabytes back. So it's definitely worth asking if you if you have an issue. It's definitely worth going and asking, and they're usually pretty helpful. Definitely, and and one you know one tip that I like to give usually is whenever I'm you know changing the settings on my phone, I'll actually write down on that piece of paper what I changed, so that mm-hmm. after the cruise is over, I can go back and put the settings back to the way that they were before. Um, yeah, you know, cause you know, and actually I'm thinking about it right now. I got to go back and do that for my, for my phone. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad we're talking yeah, about that, it. Yeah, that's a good tip because yeah. it's hard to remember. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's move along here. How about the, the DVC presentation? So this one, I'm not 100% sure they still do this, but they I do. think they probably, yep, okay, they do. Okay, yep. because I haven't been to one in a couple years, Okay. but if, um, every cruise will have at least one DVC presentation where they will uh, give away an onboard credit. They'll mm-hmm. do a drawing, I believe it is. Yes. Um, so everyone who attends, they'll you'll write you'll write your name on a piece of paper and put it in the box. And then at the end of the presentation, they will draw it. And I think it's like two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So um, at least that's what it used to be. Um, yeah, it, it, that's what it was on this last cruise too. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So um, I have gone to several in. Um, they're enjoyable. They're usually pretty short. They're not, they don't drag on and on yeah. and they're, they're not high pressure or anything. 
like some timeshare things can be. They're they're they don't put the pressure on you. So it's really not a bad idea to just if you're not doing anything else at the time, exactly. to just go sit through it and then get your name in the box. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and and you don't have to be a DVC member either to attend. No, um, you do not. You don't even have to be prospective. Like you don't even have to be uh, you know, interested no. in buying something. You can Mm-mm. just sit in and, and, and put your name in for the armor credit. Um, I'll also say that they, they offer, um, a, an alcoholic beverage while you're there too. So it's usually okay, some sort of, that? yep, they still do that. It's usually some sort of fruit, fruity drink. Um, but if you're well, 21 see, I, or older, they'll, they'll offer that during the presentation it, on embarkation day. Sure. Okay. I'm not sure if that's consistent or not because I want to say the last one I went to, they only offered bottled water. Oh, really? But it's been a few years, and maybe that was just like a random oh, okay. thing. Yeah, the so ones... if you said that they did it last week, yep. then, um, yep. then that's great. Yeah, yeah, the ones that I've been on, um, you know, they offered the alcoholic, you know, alcoholic beverage. I'm not sure how much alcohol is in them, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, you know, they, they, uh, they, they yeah, exactly. There's something. Um, yeah. And the last one on your list is room service. So um, most of the items on room service are complimentary. Um, I think some people, maybe first-time cruisers, are just, I don't, they just seem to be surprised by that. Um, So most of the uh, room service items, like I said, are complimentary. Um, There are a few things on there that are an extra charge. So read the menu carefully so that you're not surprised. Mm -hmm, I want to say it's. Soda, yep. bottled water, candy, nuts, and popcorn, I yep. believe. Yep, I think <clears throat> that sounds right. Yep. But other than those items, um, everything else is complimentary. So order away. Yep. And and, uh, and typically, you know, that's one of the few areas that you can use cash on board. So if, you know, if someone comes to your room and delivers something, you want to give them a tip, you can just... Um, you, you, you know, bring a couple extra bucks with you if you plan on owning a room service and, and give them some, um, yes. some cash. So, um, yeah, it's always nice to tip your delivery person. For sure. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, that's, that's, uh, the, the money, you know, saving money during your cruise, uh, from your, your blog post. I had two more that mm-hmm. I, you know, I had just thought of. Um, and okay. one is, uh, the captain's reception. So I don't know if you've ever attended one of these, but, uh, on this, on the cruises, I think it's seven nights or longer. It actually might even be cruises longer than seven nights now. So they're very limited on the number of cruises that they go on or that they offer this on. Um, but they'll okay. usually serve um, some kind of domestic beer, uh, some kind of wine, and and potentially even uh, champagne. So, you know, there are f- free alcoholic beverages uh, during these captain captain's <clears throat> receptions, which typically occur. Um, in the the lobby atrium, but they used to offer them on a lot more sailings. Uh, they're you know they're a lot mm-hmm. more limited now. So, um, you know, and that's... I think they're typically on formal night. Yes, correct. If I'm remembering correct. correctly, and and yeah, yeah and I, and I'm thinking they're on cruises longer than seven nights. So even on the seven night, you cruises, must be right. Yeah, so I'd have to go back and check that. Uh, go back and confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And the last one that I had uh, is to turn in your kids' club bands. So I think probably ninety percent of the people that uh, that you know that that take Disney cruises and and have kids in the kids' clubs don't realize that they actually charge you for the bands that uh, that your kids wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you 
have the ability to turn those in at the end of your cruise and they'll take uh they'll take the charge off of your um off of your uh your stateroom account so mm-hmm. um you know that's something we always try to remember probably you know seven times out of ten we end up forgetting and then we get charged for them but i think it's something like twelve dollars and fifty cents per band yeah uh, you I, I know so is yeah. it okay so yeah you, you know you save so. save a couple bucks by turning those in um yeah but uh again every uh every little bit counts right yeah especially if you have several kids for you know, sure that adds up. yeah definitely yeah. definitely so yeah. Um, so that's it. That's all the the money saving tips that we had. You know, a lot of a lot of great tips to save money on booking your cruise. A lot of uh, different tips to save money while on your cruise. Um, I'm sure there are more that uh, that we didn't think about or that um, you know that other people are aware of. So definitely would love some feedback on that if you know of other ones that uh you know that that we missed um but diana thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation uh you know it was a lot of fun i i uh i like i always like talking about money saving tips so um and i think you know a lot of people will like hearing about that as well so thank you so much for coming on well thank you for having me i enjoyed it absolutely awesome uh and once again uh, don't forget to uh, uh, visit Diana's blog, DisneyCruiseMomBlog.com. A lot of great resources there, uh, so go check that out. So um, thanks again, and uh, maybe I'll talk to you again sometime. Okay, thanks. All right, take care. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter, at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Mm